with all relationships, but especially so with romantic ones, what you're actually doing is, is falling in love with an avatar in your mind. You have this belief that here's this perfect person that you've met and you invent all sorts of good things about them and they have no bad thing. They're wonderful. They're you know, a brain the size of the planet and they're so generous. They dress so beautifully and their taste is perfect and the music they love is wonderful. And we have all these exaggerations and it, it's what makes you kind of get off the fence and try and be their friend or their romantic partner. Because otherwise you would sit on the fence going, ah, oh, if I ask her out, Will she say no or will she say yes? Oh, I don't know what to do. Should I or shouldn't I? And so you would just sit there. But if you kind of believe this person is the most wonderful person in the world and there's a very good chance they're in love with you or would be your best friend, then you're willing to take the risk and go ring them up, you know. And eventually if you ring them up too much, they just say, stop ringing me. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> this is a mistake, right? But now and again, it happens often enough that they reciprocate because it's trying to get two people coordinated. So this is what romantic scammers on the internet trade on. They exploit this fact that you fall head over heels in love with somebody. And so long as they don't meet you, you will continue to fall in love with the avatar in your mind and think the avatar is the real person. And if they leave it long enough and keep the relationship going on the internet long enough, you'll become so deeply sucked into this, so deeply immersed into this avatar in your mind that even when you meet the person and they turn out not to be as beautifully handsome and beautifully well-dressed and rich as all these other things that, that we want in our romantic partners, you'll kind of forgive them because you're just too committed to the relationship. So they're trying to make you so completely committed that when they finally come and meet you and say, could you lend me a hundred thousand dollars? You'll say, yes, of course, because I love you. It's exploiting our kind of natural psychology, I think. Yes. The interesting thing is that People are aware of romantic scams, but it still happens. So is there a yeah. way to mitigate it? Because it's one thing to have the head knowledge, but you're emotionally involved yeah, in it yeah. and you just can't stop. It's very difficult to guard against that because it's such an emotional thing. And even when the police come around to your house and say, look, this person's scamming you, do not contact them again. In intellectual, you say, of course, no, that's very stupid. I won't do it. But then the moment they're in contact again. Maybe you don't reply, but they keep sending you messages saying, hey, where are you? Where are you? Where are you? And so you feel kind of, oh, well, maybe I'll just reply and say, well, hello and goodbye. They always treat you very nicely. Maybe they send you little presents or something like this. You forgive them and you're back to square one. That happens all the time. But it's always vulnerable people and they're very careful who they choose. They're looking for people who have money. For example, they were asked you very early on in their exchanges, do you own a house? Do you have some savings? If you say, no, I, I rent my house. I'm a poor old pensioner with no money. You won't hear from them again. They will stop because there's, there's no point. You've got nothing. All they want is your money. But the moment you say, oh yeah, I, I own my house and I have another property as well. Oh, 
danger because now they know there's something you can cash in and give them money quite quickly, probably if they push for it. They give you this long sub story. I have this cancer or something like that. I need medical treatment. It's very expensive. I need $100,000 to pay the fees. Otherwise, I'm going to die tomorrow. It sounds like so, there isn't anything you can do to prevent yourself from falling in. It happens all the time. I was just listening today, even on the radio, some young people in their 20s being caught by financial scams because they weren't paying attention, really. They thought it was a friend and it wasn't a friend. Somebody hacked into a friend's account. But with romantic scams on the internet, the big danger is your state in life. So the people they really go for are people who are older and maybe are widowed or divorced because they're looking for a new love to fill their life again. And these days, the place to do that is on the internet, on dating sites, because where do you go otherwise? Where do you meet people who are similar to you, who are that age, who are you know, divorced or whatever have you, and therefore are free? Because everybody else is already married. And so it's people in those kind of brackets. For example, career women who've never got married because of their careers have dominated what they do. Come late 50s, 60s, they start to go, hang on a minute, life has just passed me by. I need to find a romantic partner and settle down and just have some home time, if you like. And that's a very, very dangerous situation to be in because you know the market is very small. You have to grab what you can, because if you don't grab them, somebody else will. Because there aren't so many people in your age group that are looking for partners too. It affects both sexes, of course, but usually women are targeted more.